We've been reading together from the book of Matthew. Uh, Turn with me, if you would, to Matthew 26. We're going to read just a few verses before we take the supper together. Matthew 26, beginning in verse 20. It's the time of the Passover, just a few hours before Jesus will be killed. When the evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with 12 disciples. And as they were eating, he said, Truly, I say to you, that one of you will betray me. Being deeply grieved, they each each one began to say to him, Surely not I, Lord. And he answered, He who dipped his hand with me in the bowl is the one who will betray me. The Son of Man is to go just as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had not been born. And Judas, who was betraying him, said, Surely it's not I, Rabbi. Jesus said to him, You've said it yourself. While they were eating, Jesus took some bread, and after a blessing he broke it, and he gave to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And after singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Uh, We gather together today to take the supper at this time because of this text and others like it um, that have reminded us of this last Passover. Um, For the Jews, the Passover had to be eaten after sundown. And if they were in Palestine, it had to be eaten in the city of Jerusalem. That's why you have the note in verse 20 that Jesus is reclining uh, with the 12 disciples in the evening. And as they're eating, he said, truly I say to you, one of you will betray me. And this begins the back and forth. Surely it's not I. Surely it's not me. I'm not the one. Can't be me, can it? To which Jesus makes clear that it's the one who dips his hand with me in the bowl. And I don't think here that Jesus is specifying exactly who that is. Here's the point. Back then, all of them are dipping their hands into the bowl to eat. They're all dipping in and they're eating together. And the point that Jesus is making is that it's one of you who is one of my closest. It's one of the 12. It's one of of my closest friends. It's one of my closest brothers who will be the one who will betray me. One of my closest companions will turn me over. The fact that Jesus had to die as it is written, verse 24, does not excuse the enormity of the crime of betrayal. That takes place here. Uh, it is true that God is sovereign, but it is also true that man has responsibility. And in this, God is not overruling the will of Judas. Rather, God is sovereign while humans are also responsible. And Judas is responsible for his sin. While God is bringing eternal salvation and eternal redemption, Judas himself is simply following the promptings of his evil heart. 
and in so doing is bringing about his own destruction. But think about how this would weigh heavy on the mind of Jesus as he takes this last Passover with them. Judas says, is it I? Matthew is the only one who tells us that, that Judas made that statement. Is it I? Surely it's not me. You can imagine if you're Judas feeling the overwhelming guilt at this point. And you can imagine the, the defense mechanism stepping in. Everybody else is like, surely it's not I, Lord. Judas has to say something too. And so again, he deceives and he lies. And Jesus, Jesus responds in a way that affirms to Judas that he knows what's happening, while also not making it clear to all the disciples. He says, basically, you said it yourself, or it's as you say, in a way that would make it still unclear to them, although they would soon recognize what's happening. But this is where it gets a little bit weird. Up until this point, I mean, there's, they're taking the Passover, they're eating the normal meal, but while they're eating, Jesus takes some bread and after a blessing, he breaks it and gives it to the disciples. That would be totally normal for a Passover meal. You take the bread, you break it apart, you all eat it together, we're all sharing in this meal together. What would have been completely shocking, though, is what Jesus said next. Take, eat, this is my body. Nobody said that in the Passover meal. Take, eat, this is my body. This would have had no place in the Passover ritual. It was totally new. But I think it's, it's, it's insightful and helpful for us. The bread being broken is significant and also is the distribution of it because it is Jesus' body that will be broken on the cross. And it is only in every one of us becoming a partaker of it that we get to experience the blessing that comes from Jesus' body being broken on the cross. And so just as Israel associated the deliverance and the redemption with the Passover meal, so also will the Jesus people from this day forward associate their deliverance and their redemption with this Passover meal. That's made even stronger by the next statement of Jesus. When he takes the cup, he gave thanks and he gave it to them and he says, drink from it, all of you. This is the blood, my blood of the covenant. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. There's a couple of times in the Old Testament where you see blood associated with the covenant. And I know it's been a while since we read this, but do you remember in Exodus chapter 24, that when God made that covenant, when Yahweh makes that covenant on Mount Sinai with Moses and he comes down, Moses then reads aloud um, the book of the covenant to the people. And then at the end of the reading of the word, the people all say together, all that Yahweh has spoken, we will do it and we will be obedient. And Moses took the blood of the sacrifices that had been offered and he sprinkled the blood on the people as a reminder that this covenant was being sealed. You remember that the prophet Jeremiah promised that there would be a new covenant coming, a new covenant that would be even greater in Jeremiah 31, because this new covenant would offer forgiveness of sins. And Jesus, by taking this cup and giving thanks and giving it to them and telling them, drink from it, the invitation to drink from it is to participate in the sealing of this new covenant, that Jesus' blood being poured out for many 
is now going to make it possible that we can participate, we can become a sharer with God in this new covenant. And I want you to reflect on that as we take the bread and as we take this cup today. I want you to think about this fact, that we are committing ourselves to be obedient to the terms of the covenant. We are entering in. We have entered in. If we've been baptized into Christ and turned away from our sins, we have entered into a covenant with God. We have become part of his people. The ones that, remember Matthew chapter 1, verse 21? He will save his people from their sins. Jesus came to the cross. He suffered and he died. His body was broken. His blood was poured out so that he could be that lamb who takes away the sins of the world. We gather together to remember that soberly, with joy, with hope, with memory of our sin and what it cost God, with also a desire to move forward faithfully, committing ourselves to his covenant.